0: And get these My dad okay. Uncle Sam, I want to know what you're doing with texting.
1: what was that when I said that? Kind of I,
0: I, I was a leafy.
1: I tried to just urge you not to throw up in your mouth.
2: Okay,
3: show some R E-S-P-I-C-T. Jesus oh man. Chaos. Ugliness. Go, and hilarity out there. Armstrong and Getty. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity
0: to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty who host the popular uh, radio talk show ask the same question of their listeners
3: and here's their response. Give you America
2: itself.
1: This is Ed McMahon And now
2: Here's Armstrong and
4: Getty
3: You see, it's already Wednesday This is what we've been talking about with the four-day work week Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman I'd like to adjourn the Armstrong and Getty show for the day We haven't even started yet
2: (laughs) Mr. Chairman
3: There's all this data out there about the health benefits and lifestyle benefits of the four-day weekend. Look at at it. It's already Wednesday. Finally a cause I can devote my life to. Exactly. I'll march, man. Live from Studio C. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, already Wednesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Still Brett Kavanaugh, brilliant jurist or threat to
2: America. Uh, also, the Woodward book, Woodward, that name again was
3: Woodward, uh, which is all the rage in D.C. I am qualified to give you the final word on the Woodward book. Wow. Seems a little premature. <laughs> so, yes. It hasn't actually come out. I will give you the final word on the Woodward book. Excellent. I also saw a really uh, great guest on a different show. I like it when the best conversation I hear about a topic is on our show. And that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually because of the guest we choose, certainly not having anything to do with me. Ah. But But, um, uh, I heard the best conversation I've heard on the Kavanaugh thing so far on uh, Tucker Carlson last night with some uh, Democrat uh, former Judicial Committee guy. It was really good. I'll talk about that later. But uh, him agreeing with Tucker. What a dog and pony show this has become. And it's just, it's an embarrassment. It really is. It's an embarrassment on every level. Yeah. Uh, but more on that later. Yeah. And we're going to continue the embarrassment today. <laughs> oh, it's going to get worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the question and answer is the most embarrassing part. It's stupid. Somebody decided, or everybody agreed apparently, that if you have any opinion on anything, you can't be a Supreme Court justice. Right. So we put them all in a position, as some of the smartest people in the country, to immediately have to lie in their big debut to the American people and pretend they don't know anything about anything so that they can become Supreme Court justices. At the very least
2: lies of omission. Which is a stupid way to do it. Thank you, Ted Kennedy. It's just stupid. The fat, fat chick-drowner Ted Kennedy. Wow. He's responsible for that. Wow. Back in the days of Robert Bork. Wow. Thoroughly respectable man. Respected wow. judge. Wow.
3: You had to go with the oh. chick-drowner.
2: Well, there. you know what? That's ugly. You drown somebody, that's going to be hanging around your neck long
0: wow. after you're dead.
3: That's right. Nice. Let's introduce, introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
0: I'm good. I'm winded. This was my
3: theme song this morning. Yeah, Feels that way in ar- the morning a lot,
1: doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I was running around like Benny Hill this morning. <laughs> Literally, it was like, yeah. running around. Where's my belt?
1: Where's my pants? Where's my seeing keys? some scantily clad women through the office. Then I got here, and there
0: was issues here, so I was running around, running around. So, but yeah, I'm Had tired. Had a little old show's man even, on the head. <laughs> we've been on the air for what
3: three or four minutes. Yeah. I'm tired. That's uh, funny. I got to get to do a better job of having that music in my head when I'm uh, <laughs> running around trying right. to find uh, things in my it, house. It would never end. Where's my keys? Hey, run!
1: Ah, there we are. Yep. Da, 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 da.
3: <laughs> Ah, boy. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
1: Doing very well. Uh, I need to uh, bring this issue uh, upon Mount Olympus, presented before you guys, because I I need some life advice here. I found myself in a a Chicago-based pizzeria the other day, where they specialize in the the Chicago-style deep dish thing. In other words, real pizza. Yes. Yes. Now, I'm a big lover of all things pizza, but as I have gained years in my life, I have become more and more a fan of the thin crust pizza. Um, and so I ordered a thin crust pizza at the Chicago-based pizza place, and I need to know—is that like ordering a salad at a steakhouse? Because I got some weird looks from the staff. Um, I, I'm not—is that—is that gauche? They no, ha- they have it on the menu, though, huh?
2: They—they uh, they gave possibly you possibly a trap to figure out who the outsiders are. I'm guessing <laughs> the looks were because your order was so wordy. Um, <laughs> the uh, oh jeez! Uh, <laughs> wow. No, I will tell you this is a native Chicagoan. <laughs> The deep dish pizza that everybody who's not a Chicago and talks about a Chicago style pizza, they obsess over that because it's so notable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thin crust pizza is huge in Chicagoland as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, people eat it all the time and it's delicious. It's delicious fantastic you get the one you get the other. it's like you know you go to china and you think everybody's wearing those silky robes no everybody's not a few people are it's
3: i would fine. always get the deep dish given the choice but i'm almost never with anybody who wants the deep dish oh, so God, i'm always out of luck i know oh, So, freaking so great. good. Who, who shipped us those pizzas from chicago last year remember that the frozen ones they shipped them in those styrofoam containers with dry ice. Yeah, I think God, I cooked those up I at home, and they were they were freaking fantastic. Why,
2: my buddy Mike, the lawyer, sent me my favorite pizza from Illinois. Oh man, oh it's just it's so far superior than the crap you get from even good pizza joints. Well, the good ones are good. Deep dish. <laughs> that's right, sir.
3: <laughs> that was Herman that. Cain from back oh, in the day. Oh, right? that's right. He was a pizza that's right. guy. guy. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he was Godfather's Pizza, right? Yeah. Large yeah, pizza, friend. nine
0: ninety nine. Yeah, that's yep. right. Here's <laughs> Marshall Phillips
3: who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
0: I am doing very well. Went through my autumnal rituals yesterday. I put away my white shoes. I packed uh-huh. up the barbecue. Right. I hear you because we're getting serious. I broke out the flannel shirts, the dark jackets as we Labor Day. And a out, scowl. Out, oh, and a scowl. Exactly. A frown and a, a scowl.
3: Serious September, yep. I call it.
0: As we uh, labor date out of summer and head into the serious time,
3: yeah, can't be wearing white shoes when you're dealing with Not the issues at of the world. All in the cold, cold weather. I see yeah. you're wearing a ski mask right now. <laughs> yes, I oh, yeah, this is my favorite time of year. We're in the. The college girls start wearing Uggs with their tank tops and shorts because it's fall. And it's 92 degrees. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> those sweaty, moist, soupy Uggs oh, with they're wearing. Oh, around. Oh, oh! What's growing in there? <laughs> wow. it's, like, it's like a soup on the bottom, just <laughs> sloshing around. Bring those boots over to the biology
2: department. <laughs> yes.
3: I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, September 5th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program.
2: Mr. Chairman! Mr. Chairman! I move that we begin the show according to FCC rules and rags at Mark.
3: You volunteer in the
0: community. You coach youth basketball. You're the sort of person many of us would like to have as a friend and a colleague. You also apparently like to like to uh, eat pasta with ketchup. But nobody's perfect.
3: That is weird. A lighter note. <laughs> that is weird. If he does that, I can't look at him the same way. He puts ketchup on like spaghetti? That's Ooh. weird. Like your, your wife makes sauce but you put ketchup on there? That's like a child would do. Yeah. Because,
2: like, sweet, sweet supermarket sauce isn't sweet enough for
3: them. Heck with Roe versus Wade. How about decency versus pasta? (laughs) (laughs) Icky. His judge
1: hammer squeaks when he bangs it. Oh, that's That's just just no good. (laughs) It's It's like a child. (laughs) Exactly. exactly. It took me a minute. Yeah, that's a nice (laughs) metal (laughs) image. What are other
3: headlines,
0: Marshall Phillips? The White House pushes back against fear today. Key day for Kavanaugh and lunch hour at work. A thing of the past. We have snack facts for the
3: 21st century coming up. I do have the final word on the Woodward book, which is all the rage. Wow. Um, how Again, does, it seems a little early for the final word. How does a uh, mailbag look? Oh, it's great. Uh, Marshall uh, comes up a couple of times. I don't know if you want to hang out, Marsh. All right. You're welcome. So the questioning begins at 7. So you take these uh, brilliant jurists and, then you, uh, like I said, put them in a position of having to pretend they don't know anything so they can become a, a justice, which is just stupid.
2: Uh, just, uh, Judge Kavanaugh, uh, would you force women into a back alley to have their abortion with a shotgun or a knife? Answer the question.
3: What are you talking about? He's never even heard of Roe vs. Wade. He went through some of the best law schools in America, and they never never came up. Didn't come up. He was sick that day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience
4: of Of, of the nation.
3: A couple of priests caught having sex in a car in full view of a playground. With each other? Yeah. A ah. couple of priests having sex with in each view other of in a, a playground? Co- yeah, and they could be seen from the playground. That's how they were spotted. Uh, so. Uh, Yikes. Yeah. Get a room, not a car. Yikes. So, would you, would you tap on the window and say, So, the whole celibacy thing, is that a. What? How's that going for you? They were so into it, uh, there were were people that noticed, then there was quite the like, oh my God, look at that, look at that, what should we do? Call the police, then the police show up, drive up, pull up, get out of their car, walk over, they're still going at it in the car because they're so into it, Until the police actually tap on the window, they don't notice. Hey, yo, father, father, cut (laughs) it out. Glance around, see all these people staring at the car, they could all see you having sex in there. Jeez. Wow, like animals. Forget it, Jake, it's Florida. You've never had sex in a car? I mean, come on now. It's not act like that's uh, something that shouldn't happen. It's awesome. Well, just but in front of you know you got people gathered around and you keep at it. Well, yeah, that's, that's like a couple of dogs in a what, park. Yeah, I'm usually looking for a side road. Uh, I'm not gusted. I'll tell you that. I <laughs> even be disgusted. <laughs>
2: here's a nice note from uh, Doug from Boston. We already have a bi-coastal show. I know you guys kinda hate these emails, but I have to say just how awesome you guys are. I know Joe often says it's unhealthy to be this way, but I literally cannot listen to anything but you guys. If it isn't live, I'm just going to go back and listen to podcasts. You're the only thing that can make me laugh while I'm sitting here working from home by myself. I used to be the class clown, then the office clown. But now I've started my own business. Work by myself at home would go absolutely insane if it wasn't for you guys. Now I'm the sad clown. (laughs) Also, I really appreciate all the reflections on your last 20 years because it gave me some hope that even huge successes have shaky starts. I needed that reminder. Shaky? Shaky
3: Shaky starts, middles, and ends. Shaky doesn't
2: begin to describe it, Doug. At what point did it
3: stop being shaky? I should have been alerted.
2: Oh my God! <laughs> um, yeah, doomed would be a better
3: word. I'm amazed by people that can work from home, and I re- I realize yeah. a lot of people can, but I know I'm not built that way. I was texting with somebody the other day who is I'm trying to uh, you know I'm trying to convince myself if I need to blankety blank, and I just thought, wow, I would they work from home? I would never. I just I would always think, nice day. It was a gorgeous day. That's how the topic came out. Such a beautiful day, but I need to no. It's, today's perfect. It's 80, no wind. I'm going to mess around today. Tomorrow I'll catch up. Sure. I would do that until I was in such a hole. Oh boy. that I'm out of whatever job I'm in. Oh boy. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to try And then the nap, it. the after lunch nap that I'm always oh, craving. Oh, yeah. I'm going to not take a nap when I'm by myself and then try right. to catch up later? Right. You can return
2: <laughs> a bunch of calls later. Sure. Yeah.
3: In fact, I'm taking a nap. Dude, probably be easier to catch them later. You know what? Probably get up early tomorrow. That's what I'll do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, moving along. Here's Rick in uh, beautiful Vacaville, California. I get a huge laugh during Marshall's news, especially the point in which he realize, realizes his news has just become a segment of mockery. And finally, he says with defeat in his voice, and that's your news. <laughs> <laughs> Love Marshall. Does Love that ever,
1: him. Does
3: that ever happen, Marshall? <laughs> <laughs> On occasion, it uh, oh, it
0: does.
2: Uh, it's an odd way to make a living, isn't it? Yeah, no, it isn't. Uh, and then one more Marshall-related note from uh, Tom in San Jose. I've been a regular listener for five or six years. That makes me fag friend of Armstrong and Getty <laughs> for five or six years. Uh, seems to me Marshall r- reports making a dump run plus casino pit stop every two to three weeks. Sounds about right? Right. Call it every three weeks. One dump run every three weeks over the course of five years equals 87 dump runs. Let me repeat that. 87 times Marshall has gone to the dump. How much junk does Marshall have to dump? Reference, even the worst, most disgusting episode of Hoarders on A&E <laughs> has 20, maybe 25 dump runs in it. I conclude, number one, Marshall dumps one shoebox plus a safe Safeway plastic bag worth of junky trip or... Too. A Marshall dump run is Marshall waving at the dump as he passes it on the way to the casino. KFTDR keep faking that dump run. That's Tom.
0: Yeah, we like to uh, we like to multitask. That's uh, all I can say. And the dump runs, you know, they're not truckloads of things. They're selective. Dump all you want. I hope you dump a lot. <laughs> selective. Um, wow.
2: Uh, that or or you're a psycho killer. Obviously. And you're, you know, chopping up bodies and then bringing them to the county dump. What's I would, in I would, that
0: large plastic I, bag? I
2: wouldn't answer that question. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Probably yeah. shouldn't. Like the president, submit written answers, maybe. Hmm. Moving along, uh, here's uh, K-Anonymous. Uh, for reasons that are utterly, you know, utterly unclear, first of all, it's, an, uh, it's a completely benign note, and the guy's got a really common name. I mean, it's not like we use first name, last, and street address, but, huh. Guys, been a listener since before the TV show. First time to ever contact you guys. Enjoyed the 20th anniversary show. I really enjoyed the notary goldfish story. Can you make this your 20th anniversary celebration month? We'd love you guys to piece together a COG, Clips of the Generation, Fifth of Hennessy, Night After
1: Night, etc., etc.
3: That's a pretty good idea, actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we could do something like that. Let's talk about that after the show. I think that guy just shares a passion of mine as, one day I would love to be an anonymous source. And I think Mm. you just figured out a way to kind of Mm. do that. Right. Yeah, better not to use my
2: name, but uh, it's supposed to be hot next week. (laughs) 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 What? Let's see. Uh, Oh, CJ in Madison, Wisconsin. Gents, I'm looking forward to seeing our judicial nominee show some gritty Kavan attitude. Know what I'm saying? That's pretty good. There you go. Go Trump or Trump sucks. Whatever. CJ
3: in Madison. If you weren't Kavan by the end of yesterday, you will be by the end of today. Yeah. Uh, I had a good one, but it flitted out of my head. Uh, Well, we'll have more cav analysis for
2: you as the day progresses in the hearings. Uh, On the topic uh, of the news of the day, uh, let's see. Mikey says, uh, just so I'm clear, with Colin Kaepernick, these factory workers, 80% female, are making Nikes for 20 cents an hour and working 70 to 80 hours a week, so Nike can profit enough to pay Colin Kaepernick millions to speak out against oppression and injustice. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, here's a, a shower thought from G Man. How come you can't say the N word, but you can say quote
3: the N word? Well, that is why the whole thing is pretty ridiculous. Oh, it's it's hilariously stupid. Yeah, yeah. If you can't discuss the word in an academic setting, you can and You can't. That we, is a that is people have tried that. Well, then it's a professor. A, a professor recently lost his job for the very thing. Right
2: idiotic. It's uh, it's become an incantation. It's become a magic word. It's become Voldemort. It's just, it's uh, well, it's it's a tool. It's a weapon. If anybody says it who you don't like, you start screaming they're a racist and there is no defense. Nope. A professor whose defense was ironclad to any sane human being booted out of his gig.
3: Right. That's ridiculous. And the, and, the, and the university apologizing, that's not the sort of person we hire and all kinds of crap. God, nobody stands up for intellectual honesty ever
2: no it's too dangerous too dangerous best to keep your head down not attract the attention of the red guard or the hitler youth or pole pots goons or whatever just don't be the troublemaker yeah you know, when uh, what's the old saying about when the uh, you know when the government is becomes a lie telling the truth a revolutionary act. it's a great deal of debate on who said that by the way i think it's an old notion okay All right, one more. This one's so dark. I don't want to read a dark one. I don't don't really want to hear that either. Okay. How about a uh, freedom-loving quote of the day from Thomas Jefferson? The most sacred of the duties of government
3: is to do equal and impartial justice to all its citizens. There you go. So Kavanaugh is going to be asked questions today about various uh, cases as they try to get an idea of what he thinks of various things. Correct. And and here's, here's a little tip from an anonymous source. He has opinions on things. Uh, He's written hundreds of opinions. He must have opinions. (laughs) But he's going to have to pretend that he has no opinion on these various cases. And we've set this up over a a matter of decades that everybody from every party has to do this now. And it's just stupid. It gets back to the N-word conversation. It's,
2: It's just being a dumb society. It's a great parallel and it's for the same reasons because he will say well you know honestly i looked at that second amendment case and i think maybe it could have been blah 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 because i believe us as doo and the politicians will then take those words twist them uh, turn them up to 11 and act as though this man is a wild-eyed terrorist Who's coming for your womb or your gun or or to force you to have a gun or whatever in the womb exactly <laughs> to armed fetuses and uh, and they'll blow it so wildly out of proportion people will panic and vote against them because the half-wit voters of America might you know think oh my god you voted for that monster
3: so ever since Robert Bork you just can't say anything which is stupid just <clears throat> so yes, meaningless is. activity which we'll be reporting on throughout the day on the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> their sass, get their sass
2: on. Oh boy, piece of sass. So listen, uh, we received more requests for the Ben Sass screed at the Kavanaugh hearing uh, than we've received for anything in recent memory, uh, you know, over the last 24 hours. We'll play it for you. It's
3: it's quite good. He gets a lot of attention, the senator from Nebraska. Because he's normal. He does seem normal. Because <laughs> he talks like a human. He seems to love his country like normal people do. Well, and he seems to sometimes agree with his side and sometimes not. Right. And including the president, who I'm told is a controversial fellow these days. (laughs) Sometimes he agrees. Sometimes he doesn't. I'm trying to decide since we're about to launch into us. Do I give the final word on the Woodward book here? I say you hold out till uh, seven. Or do I wait? I don't know if I can hold back. Let's get to the news now with Marshall Marshall Phillips.
0: Well, President Trump is... That's right, because Marshall's
2: about to do the story. Yes, I see. Now I understand your quandary. Mr. Chairman,
0: I move that Marshall continues the news now. Uh, President Trump going after famed Watergate reporter Bob Woodward over his new book about the inner workings of the White House in the Trump administration. The book called Fear, Trump in the White House. Trump tweeting this morning, quote, Isn't it a shame that someone can write an article or a book Totally make up stories and form a picture of a person that is literally the exact opposite of the fact and get away with it without retribution or cost.
3: Oh boy, we're going to get into some of the excerpts that are out, as the book is not out, but I wouldn't say the excerpts... Uh, show a picture that's the exact opposite of what I've seen of the, right. the current president. I think that's a bit of a stretch. Trump's, it t- seems to be perfectly in line with the kind of person he is, whether or not these are accurate or not, it's a different question. But to say that, oh, that doesn't seem okay. like Donald Trump. <laughs> really? Okay.
2: Mm, mm, we have uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt's uh, review of fear.
0: So first of all, let me assert my firm belief. That the only thing we have to fear
2: is fear itself. So he didn't like it. Did he Fairly. talk
3: with a sock over his mouth?
2: <laughs> I think it
1: was the microphones of the era, John. Oh, okay. Uh, so here's an interesting thing about the kind of classic Trump stuff, right? So he had that tweet about, you know, the, it's a completely opposite of who right. I am. The very next tweet, about an hour and a half later, uh, has I'm tough on hell as I'm, I'm tough as hell on people, and if I weren't, nothing would get done. Also, I question everybody and everything, which is why I got elected. So that tweet seems to say, yeah, that's who I am in the right. book, but it's okay. That's yeah. me. Yeah. So that, it's that, I don't know, mm. that's, that's interesting, I No, think. oh, God,
3: Sean, what, Sean. what's what, what, what the I way
2: wrong? I take it. No, well, no, the book says he's a moron. Yes. And an idiot. Yes. Correct. And an
3: idiot moron. Well, he's not responding to that, obviously. He's responding to the being yelling at people and being mean and stuff. Oh, is that a big deal? Yeah, Trump, I have heard that is a big deal. Yeah. In in the,
0: Trump's first tweet ends, the last sentence is, don't know why Washington politicians
3: don't change the libel laws.
0: Okay, here's
3: here's my final word on the Woodward thing, and here's where I have uh, some authority on this. 95% of the people who talk about these books don't read them. I've read the last eight books he's written. I read them all when they come out. And when he wrote books about George Bush... Bob Woodward went on all the MSNBC shows, and Fox called him a liar. Then, when he wrote all the books about Barack Obama, he went on all the MSNBC. He went on all the Fox shows, and MSNBC called him a liar. And now he's got a book out about Trump, and he's gonna once again be back on MSNBC, and Fox is gonna call him a liar. So that happens every single time, and nobody ever reads these books. And I can tell you this every single time, without fail. And I've talked about this over the years. We right. can go back and dig up the tape. The chunks. That everybody talks about in the opening weeks of the pre-publicity of the book turn out to be wildly out of context and, more importantly, the least interesting things in the book. Every single time. It's always the gossip. Every single time I read the book and think, you chose that to talk about when all this stuff is in there? Right. Plus, it's taken out of context every single time. So until I've read the book, I'm not going to comment on any of it because it's always wrong always and the other side always claims that this time he's a hero or a liar depending on whether he's bashing their president every time
2: well yeah well or a special needs child or a public self-pleasurer i mean there's scurrilous things in there i'll engage in the gossip i'm happy to
0: meanwhile chief of staff kelly john kelly pushing back against accusations that he said of trump quote he's an idiot It's pointless to try to convince him of anything. He's gone off the rails. We're in crazy town. You know, and my objection to a lot of that stuff is
2: that which is said around a desk or a kitchen table or whatever in a moment of frustration is not a public pronouncement. But you take a private, and and he's categorically denied he said that anyway. Yes. But you take a private statement and pretend It's a public statement. That reminds me of the whole N-word controversy. Anybody with a living soul knows that's not the way human beings work. I mean, if in a moment of frustration I say something unfortunate about my wife, is that akin to something... uh, Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to slow down the Armstrong and Getty show, but I would like to tell you what I think about my wife. Those would be two completely different moments. So, you know, that's just another level of dishonesty.
3: Having said that, I think Trump's a nut in half a dozen different ways. Meanwhile, Defense Secretary... <laughs> and do you think he'd walk out of meetings with Trump and think, that guy doesn't know anything about that topic? It's I th- possible. I think that would happen a lot.
0: Sure, I
2: think there are times you'd be blown away by, you know, his, his knowledge and interest in something. Oh,
3: sure. Generally trade, business, that sort of thing. Yeah, but- stuff he's spent his life on. You get yeah, into other relationship stuff? with Sri Lanka, not so much. Or abortion, which it was pretty clear during I- debates he'd never thought about once in his entire life. Which is fine, he doesn't have to as a private citizen. Meanwhile, Woodward is reporting Defense Secretary Jim Mattis is said to have told close associates that Trump quote,
0: acted like and had the understanding of a 5th or 6th grader. Mattis is now describing that claim as fiction. He says the contemptuous words about the president attributed to me in Woodward's book were never uttered
3: by me or in my presence. So, you got a pretty interesting situation there. Um, Either these people said these things but are comfortable. And, and people like Madison Kelly, uh, they're, well, there's certain sort of people as military men. Mm-hmm. So they either said these things right. and are now willing to deny it because they think it's important to keep their jobs, stay close to the president, something. Or, or, or they're, perhaps in service to the country yeah, if exactly. they're a little concerned, yeah. you know. Or you've got people really close to the seat of power who are willing to claim these things to Woodward, which is also a very interesting story. Yeah. Unless you believe Woodward made him up out of whole cloth, which I don't. So I believe these I believe people told him these things were said. Right. That doesn't mean they were said. But that's that's its own interesting story. If you got a tiny group of people. In very important high-level meetings that close to the president who are willing to tell the top reporter in the country this story and make it up, Mm -hmm. that's its own interesting story. You know, I don't want to be
2: too lawyerly about this, but it is ex-employees, often disgruntled. And I can imagine a context in which a meeting would end and uh, a Mike Mattis would say to somebody else... We really need to coach the president up on sure. the Sri Lankan issues. He's got a fifth grader's understanding of it,
3: sure, and that won't do. No, that's uh, perfectly understandable. Then you just massage that a little bit, and it sounds like a grievous insult. So well. I don't have a first grader's understanding of the <laughs> Sri Lanka issues. So, well, you really ought to read up on mm-hmm. it before it, you know,
2: catches you off guard.
0: There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Giddy.
3: Show, The Conscience of the Nation. But I'll tell you, this is for certain because I've done it many, many times. You read these books, and the most interesting stuff, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the book publishers or Woodward himself, they do a terrible job of picking out the interesting stuff. Well, I think part of it is they're trafficking in candy. Intellectual candy
2: could, that could be it, as opposed to momentous decisions that have altered you know the course of the ship of state. Those take a while to explain. You're not going to get that on cable news. Maybe that's he called it. him an a-hole. Wow,
3: that's switchy cat. right. I can't wait to read the book. I will. I'll read okay. it to cover to cover. They're always really, really interesting. But it doesn't so come you out. Wish Hillary had been elected. So it doesn't come out until uh, the 11th. The 11th. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, the Kavana- eleven. Never forget. I won't. Okay. The Kavanaugh hearings begin at seven. What listen to, We'll dip into a little of that. And listen to people yell at each other. Great and a complete show. I mean, just absolutely right. a contrived show.
0: And each senator will get thirty minutes to question no!
1: him. No, no! really. No! Wow, oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm getting popcorn. This is gonna be great. Ain't <laughs> yeah. tuned- hey, nobody got time for that.
3: <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. another excerpt or two from the Woodward book maybe we'll get to that at like uh 704 that are kind of interesting and um the books are the books are nuanced if you re- if nobody ever actually reads them but if you actually read one of the books they're nuanced pictures of what's going on mm. and what the pre-publicity always is is an attempt to make you know declarative headline statements out of them blah 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 what is this 1810
1: nuance please go read Moby Dick do they tend to be page churners? Or are they really well, or are they kind of textbook style? Is it no, a no, slog no. to get
3: through? they're not a slog. I don't, I don't find Woodward okay. books a slog to get through at all. He's a fine narrator. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
2: speaking of fine narrators and, and those uh, who are decent with the English tongue, uh, during yesterday's debacle of an opening of the cavernoscopy that's going on in the
3: judicial uh, committee. Well, I, I also think it's interesting. I've, I've taken in, like I watched some Morning Joe on MSNBC this morning, it seems clear to me, maybe I'm reading too much into it, that they're not happy with the the whole thing either. I I think everybody realizes we've gotten here, both sides involved, to a place that's ugly. Yeah, and, and dumb. And dumb. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of activists on the left actually think this whole bitching about the
2: documents thing is a poor strategy. It's well, right, that's what I'm a saying. a procedural thing. I can tell Scarboro
3: Scarborough and his girlfriend both thought... Um, that that was just, it's just kind of, that's that's a little over the, come on. Yeah, yeah. They've released more documents than the last five justices added together, which is something. Right. I heard it was 30. Okay, the, whatever. 30. Any, either Let's of say those 100. Is, either of those <laughs> Maybe is we'll make some headlines. Yeah.
2: Uh, speaking of headlines, oh, 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 we have received more requests to play this than anything in recent memory. It, it starts off a little slow and reasonable. This is Ben Sass, Senator Ben Sass. Uh, who comes from quote-unquote flyover country where people are pretty normal with a normal human being's view of the whole thing. Uh,
4: Senator, you have the floor. The people who know you better, uh, not those who are trying to get on TV, they tell a completely different story about who Brett Kavanaugh is. You've earned high praise from the many lawyers, both right and left, who have appeared before you during your 12 years on the D.C. Circuit and those who've had you as a professor at Yale Law and at Harvard Law people in legal circles invariably applaud your mind, your work, your temperament, your collegiality. That's who Brett Kavanaugh is. Um, And to quote Lisa Blatt, a Supreme Court attorney from the left who's known you for a decade, quote, sometimes a superstar is just a superstar, and that's the case with this judge. The Senate should confirm him, close quote. It's pretty obvious to most people going about their work today. Um, that the deranged comments actually don't have anything to do with you. So we should figure out why do we talk like this about Supreme Court nominations now. There's a bunch that's atypical in the last 19, 20 months in America. Senator is right. The comments from the White House yesterday about trying to politicize the Department of Justice, they were wrong and they should be condemned. And my guess is Brett Kavanaugh would condemn them. Um, But really, the reason these hearings don't work is not because of Donald Trump, It's not because of anything the last 20 months. These confirmation hearings haven't worked for 31 years in America. People are going to pretend that Americans have no historical memory and supposedly there haven't been screaming protesters saying women are going to die at every hearing for decades. But this has been happening since Robert Bork. This is a 31-year tradition. There's nothing really new the last 18 months. So, the fact that the hysteria has nothing to do with you means that we should ask, what's the hysteria coming from? The hysteria around Supreme Court confirmation hearings is coming from the fact that we have a fundamental misunderstanding of the role of the Supreme Court in American life now. Our political commentary talks about the Supreme Court like there are people wearing red and blue jerseys. That's a really dangerous thing. And by the way, if they have red and blue jerseys, I would welcome my colleagues to introduce the legislation that ends lifetime tenure for the judiciary. Because if they're just politicians, then the people should have power and they shouldn't have lifetime appointments. So until you introduce that legislation, I don't believe you really want the Supreme Court to be a politicized body, though that's the way we constantly talk about it now.
2: And we don't have time. But the other part that people absolutely loved was when he went schoolhouse rock on us, which we'll get to maybe after the news. It's it's, you know, fairly short Um was it the one about three being the magic number? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Actually, it was about, I'm just a bill. I'm <laughs> only a bill. Where he's talking about how Congress has laid down and is now too cowardly to do its job to pass laws and and go on the record and, and uh, issue specifics on how the country ought to be governed. And so that's given enormous power to the executive branch and the judiciary. So he's calling out his colleagues. And and that's the part that people really, really love. But I like that other part, too.
3: So. So and it's
2: my show. So I played it. Ah,
3: so he's ah! so he's obviously right. I, I think he's absolutely right. On the other hand, um, um, uh, the moment is what the moment is. And I'll tell you what, man, Kamala Harris played it perfectly yesterday, because I'll bet I heard her 20 times. She now I, now I know the Democrats got together and had a strategy. I don't know if they decided she should be the lead voice. Or she, on her own jumped to the front to be the lead voice, but she played that very well as being the person that's fighting for me right to get on all the news clips all day long and yep. that that was a good move in yep. our very cynical age. how it plays ultimately, I don't know, but yeah, yeah that was well you uh, gotta yeah. you gotta well played. Dip, you gotta differentiate yourself from the other fifteen people that are gonna run for president right. somehow. Well and the idea that as the chairman is saying, Good morning, everyone Hey,
2: Mr. Chairman!
3: What whoa whoa what is happening here? What, what you can't just yell? So what you is, can't yell stuff? Parliamentary procedure. So what's the next step from there though? If we're gonna go further down this road Oh, if, the if, next logical yeah, step if Ben Sass didn't turn the tide and we're gonna start going backwards the other direction and he won't. toward normalcy, right? What's the next step from Welcome everybody? Ah! starting to scream. I mean, right. you, you don't come over the desk. You're attacking him physically. You uh, I don't know what you actually do. You put tape over his mouth. and don't let him talk. You, or, or uh, you don't. senators marched through
2: uh, march around uh, the table shouting and waving placards. Uh, so nothing can happen until they're arrested. I don't know. Maybe that's the next step. Actually, senators being dragged down by the Capitol Police and tased. I'd pay a dollar to see that. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know where it can go from well. here. Well, it reminds me a little of the Harry Reid, you know, the nuclear option. Reducing hearings to chaos is a bit of a nuclear option because.
3: Once that starts, uh, it's tough to get anything done. It's like the modern debates now where you and they had this happened in New York the other night with Cuomo and uh, the chick from Sex and the City. You're a liar. No, you're a liar. Oh, yeah, you're a liar. You're a bigger liar. <laughs> that's where because we that are now. Liar. That's where we are now. That's good stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's just unbelievable. <laughs> Democracy is a terrible idea. So I don't know where you go from there. Oh, no, you're a liar. Well, all right. The rest of the sassy senator from Nebraska coming up. And a great Woodward excerpt. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.